Can't sell it anywhere else, man. It's right here in West Virginia. This is the Community Podcast with Zach Beard and Aaron Marco, two Morgantown real estate agents highlighting the good people of our city and state. We're taking you behind the sign, connecting interesting people, places, and faces. Why they do what they do and how they came to be doing it. We're building a better community. Were you a you a a book guy or a, a film movie guy? You know, some people always say it's like the great debate. You know, you a book or the movie, and if you're on one side or the other, you're wrong. I don't know. I mean, I th- I, I go through phases. I think typically the the thing is, I think the book's usually better, um, regardless. A couple of times that I've w- read the book and then watched the movie, the book's been better. But I go through phases. Like I'm not really a big movie guy most of the time, but. Um, <laughs> And now that Audible's out, I really don't read that much either. I listen. Yeah. Do you think every story is meant to be read, though? I mean, let's say it's your wedding. You're going to look back and you're going to tell your guests, hey, you know, a couple of weeks we're going to be sending out our book. You guys can read it and just recap. You know, and there you are, the minister's up there and talking with Gerdeth. You know. I think that sounds pretty awful, really. Yeah. So, it, not a great so maybe not every story is meant to be read, but That's some are meant to be, to be told in a different way. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so I think our guest today, he's a, he's a visual storyteller. And he is a storyteller, there's no doubt about it. And that's uh, the thing he talks about all the time. He tells your story, and he does it quite well. What's happening, Anthony Sparks? What's going on, everybody? Sparks Productions. I got Jeff here, too. We got Jeff on the mic with us. Howdy. Mr. Levity himself. That's me. That's what they call me. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's what you, you told me that's what they call you. <laughs> it was a so self-fulfilling that's, prophecy. That, that's what I call you. Jeff and I, we went on a little adventure. We did. Spur of the moment. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the. Not all the shoots go that way. You don't wake up and have three missed calls saying, "Get on a plane in forty-five minutes." To the <laughs> oh, that's right. You guys went on that trip over to Michigan. Yeah, yeah, that we was were crazy. we were in BNI, and you know, Aaron or Zach's calling me, and I text him. I said, "Hey, I'm in BNI." Said, "Yeah, no. What are you doing? Ten o'clock." <laughs> so I just call him, and lo and behold, Jeff gets on a plane to Detroit, and you know, an hour and a half, and yeah, shooting a little. Video with some rap guys. That was my yeah, first time a on a plane. First time on a plane, too. That's right. And it was a private plane, too, right? It was a private jet. Yeah. Right. And I was had a camera in my hand the whole time thinking, well, I've never done this before. This is a little bit odd. He had a smile on his face the whole time. You know, you were sending me pictures <laughs> of him, and he just was grinning the whole time. I didn't realize either it was his first time. And, of course, coming out of Morgantown, it's a little bit bumpy. Yeah, it's and a, that was a, surreal. Yeah. That's for sure. So it's funny. You know, you're talking about telling stories and a lot of what we do is, you know, we get to tell other people's stories. It's a very uh, it's selfless work. We get to know people. We get to know people's hopes and their dreams and their visions and their businesses, you know, whether that's in a surgery suite, um, on a plane, and, you know, during a wedding. We really get to know the client. We really get to know the story before we tell it uh, because I think it's, it's selfish if we don't know who we're working with or what kind of project we're working on. Um, we really need to, need to know the ins and outs of it before we even touch a camera. So we also have our own stories, mm-hmm. you know, so we do things for clients, but then we get to experience life in different um, phases of it, kind of like Jeff on a plane. Because of a project, someone needed our services. We needed to tell their story. But, you know, we also have our personal stories and our personal experiences. And I think that's one of my favorite things about doing what we do. Right, they all kind of mesh and become one kind of thing. Now, so you're a full-service production company. I think a lot of times, 
and, and may, I'll speak for myself, I guess, sometimes you think of a videographer and really you think of weddings for the most part um, and maybe a few ancillary smaller projects. But you guys do full-blown big commercial shoots and all kinds of stuff. You guys have really lifted off. Mm-hmm. And that's how this all, all got started was weddings. You got to meet some people seven years ago, started this thing, you know, really with nothing. And here we are now just because of the support we've had since the beginning, um, mentors I've had and kind of watching people and observing and asking questions. And here we are today. Yeah, we are a full service video production company. We can do everything. But I think that speaks to your drive and your ambition, really, because a lot of people just kind of stay in that lane. You know, they get comfortable and they're doing their thing. But your drive and your ambition and, and really your vision for that kind of stuff, I think, is what's driven you to the level you're at already. It's easy to start. It's much harder to sustain. And that's kind of where we are now. We're, we're, we're doing more things. We have, we have to expand. We have to broaden, not expand so much employee-wise, but expand the creativity-wise. You know, you know, there was a four or five years where we just did lower budget things, smaller events, weddings. But now it's like, wow, we can do this on our own. We can have our own style to it, our own twist to it, um, and our own process. And that's what we're figuring out now. Our, we're finding our process along the way. And so, yeah, we can do everything from, you know, commercials for your business. We can, we love doing events, um, coverage events. We did Chocolate Wine and Shine for Jamie Summerlin last year. We did West Virginia State Fair, uh, Christmas at the Fair in Lewisburg. We live stream a lot of events too. We did all the Palatine concerts last year in Fairmont. Um, That's coverage as well. And I think weddings are a a lot of the time, they're an entry point for a lot of people. When I first started working for him, it's about four years ago was the first time he asked me to do anything for him. And it was just cutting up wedding footage. And I was still in school and everything. Um, and now I don't go to weddings anymore at all, most of the time. He doesn't like them. And so I'm, I, don't, no. I don't want him to do the work he doesn't want to do. I want to put him in projects that he enjoys doing, which means he's passionate about it. Um, and so for him, he's a producer, he writes scripts, he's a great editor, he listens, you know, when we're on set, it's just no understanding and knowing the client, and, and you are getting much better at that. I mean, you've been involved with the business for a year? I uh, started working for you straight out of school last January, so it is a year. Now. He's got the perfect voiceover That's voice. right. I mean, you listen to him in there, it's like butter. I mean, it's perfect. Well, I mean, voiceover is another thing. I mean, we do, Jeff does a number of our voiceovers in-house. Depending on the client and depending on the project, we use Jeff. We do every, I mean, I think we're starting to evolve more into like a creative service business. So if you have marketing um, if you need marketing help or you just need creativity in your business, I would love for businesses to come to us so we can really be the quarterback and say, oh, you know, this person, you know, we know four or five people that do websites or four or five people do do graphic design. I think these are the three that best, you know, would fit with your clientele and your vision. Um, but really, if you have a creativity problem, we're going to fix it, whether we're doing it or we help you find the people to do it. Zach, how important is video, you think, to your particular marketing, what you do? I think it's a huge element of it. Yeah, you do a good job with your, your you know, your own production. You know, I'm kind of surrounded by guys that are really, really good at all that, including you, Zach. Um, but it's, it's, you can't do anything these days that video is not included. If you really want to grab attention, you got to have video with it, it seems like. Am I reading that somehow wrong? Mm-mm. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, uh, I say this all the time to clients and, and B&I too. 
the top two things that you do every single day is you breathe and you consume content. You know, whether that's on social media, you're driving down the road and you see billboards. I mean, do, if people still read magazines, magazines. Yeah. Um, Either just, passively or actively. Yeah. Right? Th- there's a lot of subtle marketing out there. And so with video is a large percentage of that consumption. That content consumption is just whether they're five second stingers on YouTube or 30 second ads. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it even goes back to like the, the book or the movie. I mean, if you're watching a commercial, you know, you're not going to look at some text that says, oh, can opens. Yeah. Then you, you know, it can pours into the cup. You know, you know, that's who's going to want to. There's a lot of elements than just video. You know, it's, um, you know, 60% of a video is audio. Without good audio, you don't have a good video. Sure. You can have a bad video, but have wonderful audio. So it's kind of, it's this fun pendulum swing that we deal with and that we do, you know, every day with clients. Oh, it's crazy. You know, some of the stuff we've done for the safety committee, Aaron, think about all you just changed the soundtrack. You can have something that seems kind of ominous become happy just by changing the, the audio that goes with it's it. It's amazing the power it has. Really? Yeah. I mean, just kind of that emotional switch. And I think, too, by starting this, you know, seven, eight years ago and starting in weddings, I learned that emotions are so important. And we do that in our commercial work. And so by doing that and understanding how you can – work with people's emotions just by the work you do in video really translate to what we can, you know, the vast amounts of projects we can do. I think we need to start logging the number of hours we spend on royalty-free music sites. Just in a couple seconds, we got to get the right song to convey the right emotion. I mean, we spend a lot of time. Jeff heard this song, I don't know, weeks ago. And he would randomly play it when he was finding a song for another project. He's it like, man. always come up on the search. Yeah, you're just and he's like, it. I love this song. I love this song. And we somehow used it for the open house video. And he's like, this, we've been sitting on this song. So there's a lot of, it's like almost creativity layaway where you know this is going to work for a project, but you don't know what it is yet. And you just kind of push it off to the side. Have it there and ready in the queue. So do you guys both grow up in Morgantown? No, I grew up in Hurricane, West Virginia, Okay, um, but I'm still a West Virginia native. This guy's a Yinzer over here. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. I have a 724 number. I'm not that far north. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just as West Virginia as anybody I've, I've <laughs> yeah. ever met. He is. I'm a transplant. Uh, yeah. I grew up in PA. so uh, Just over the line. Just over the line, yeah. So I grew up, uh, but my first 10 years, I grew up literally right by Rich's Farms. I'm yeah. right on the board. You go, Mr. Rock. And then I moved uh, to Farmington, Chalk Hill, PA, where uh-huh. McCollin Woodlands, High Pile, and where I'm from, we call it Hop Pow. Hop Pow. Yeah. Hop Pow. And then, area. yeah, oh, I loved it. I uh, wouldn't change my childhood for anything where I grew up, people I met, and then uh, went to Bethany College. Now, did you study videography? Is this kind of, did you know this was the direction you were going to be heading the whole time? I had no idea. I I went to school wanting to play baseball, and I did. And I went into school undecided. And knowing but not knowing what the experience of Bethany um, was going to be, you know, liberal arts school, I don't know what a liberal arts school was at 17. No one, I mean, you don't know anything at 17, 18 years old. Yeah. And so I just kind of went in open to, you know, open minded and start saying yes talking to everybody and I didn't know this industry existed until I was a sophomore and I met Dan Lohman, Dan Lohman, him and um, Tony Creedy, they run Pikewood Creative uh, for West Virginia Radio 
And, um, you know, he came down for, we have communications week every week. Um, so I was a communications major and I kind of met him and he did a lecture and I said, wow, this is some pretty cool stuff. I didn't know you get paid to do this type of stuff. You know, you kind of think video, you think, you know, growing up, LA, New York City, mm-hmm. big studio, movies. I didn't know any of this stuff existed. And so it was just being open-minded. Yeah. Well, video also really wasn't quite as you know, prominent mm-hmm. prior to the iPhone. You know, it's true. Good, yeah. It was just all good timing. It was, yeah. But nowadays, you I mean, you can, you know, a content creator, as they want to call them, whatever they are, that the, the phone really opened the doors for having everything be instant in your hand. Yeah, and it's it's a good segue here. So we we try and teach our clients, you don't need to hire us for everything. You know, you can hire us to do the big stuff, the big campaign work. Um, we'll teach you how to create content. We're not scared to, to show you some of the really cool tips and tricks you can just do with your phone. We want you to be engulfed in creating content. We want to help you do it. And so... When we do discovery meetings with clients, it's, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want us to do? What do you really want to do in this? I could sell, I could sell one video to you. No problem. I don't want to. I want to sell you two or three years worth of content creation that you do the majority of it. You can do the fun Facebook lives. We'll show you how to do that stuff. We want you to really understand the amount of influence video can be a part of you know a part of you and part of your business yeah without a doubt i want to talk a little bit about your genesis and i mean obviously you've had some great growth over the past couple you know two years i mean you've you've now transitioned you've been a solo act as far as i know for quite some time but now you're on a team you know and i think that's a really neat thing to talk about and it was something you know everybody wants to grow um in in business but this is a, a weird industry because it's creativity. It's not like I can hire somebody and the client goes, I would like a number seven, please. Right. Here's yeah. a bucket of nuts and bolts here. Make this. Here's, you know, this, here's the thing. Yeah. Right? Um, finding good help for, uh, with any industry is tough, but this especially. So, you know, you need to find the compassion. You need to find someone that has collaborative skills, listening skills. It, it, it's It's been difficult, um, but, you know, finding freelancers to help contract some work is, is fine. Um, yeah, so meeting Jeff four years ago on a movie set, and it was a low-budget film. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun, but I kept that connection. And then three, four years later, running into Jeff at Zeke's. Shout out, shout out to Zeke's. Shout out to yeah. Zeke's. Breakfast and Bakes. And I was like, uh, what are you doing? It was he said, oh, I just, you know, I'm graduating in like three weeks. I said, what do you want to do? He said, I don't think I'm going to go back to school. I said, for what? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I said, I'm going out of town for a few weeks. You know, text like text call me in the next week or so. We'll talk about some stuff. And um, you know, yes, Aaron, I was a one man show for for a while, and then I had some hired help along the way. Um, but it was uh, it's been a really cool, fun transition in the last twelve months of adding Jeff on, being a contractor, and uh, really being a huge part of the business now. Um, I mean, he's my right hand man. I told him, I said, you have the best seat in the house. Well, the creative thing is so difficult to get to jive up visions, you know, because it's create creative. There's no right or wrong, you know, and it's so, all subjective. It and is subjective. We, we have to do what's right for the client and what's right for us. That's right. And um, th- most of what we do is listen. 
And that's the best thing. And because I know you, you like to share experiences. And so being able to share the experience of this creation thing with Jeff and being able to mash that up, that's pretty cool. And then so we were working out of my house in his apartment. And so I was like, okay, if this really wants to, you know, if I want to grow more, we need to find a, a space. This can't work. You know, this can't, it can be better. Yeah, that's right. Not not as uh, optimal as, yeah. as you would like. In Especially that being in the creative field. I mean, I would go over to his place for a few hours or he would come over to my place and it just, um, it was it was good for the time being. And then, you know, with the help of Aaron, we found this office and uh, through the help of social media, we brought in an intern, Seth, Seth Nardo. Yeah, shout out. Over on the couch, chilling. And we needed some help uh, doing some live stream at Palatine. And with the three of us, um, how many shows did we do? 12? 13? I can't even keep track because we rotated in and out. Well, that's a lot. So Palatine Park in Fairmont, right? And they do what? What is it you're uh, So every, I think they, they, it was about 12 or 13 shows. Um, they're outside Amphitheater. And uh, with the pandemic, um, we they were there, they were a client in 2020, but because of COVID, I think they only did three shows. And they were the reason why we started to get into the live stream world. And so going into 2021, we had the live stream equipment. We've used it a few times, a lot more comfortable. Um, And so they do, um, they start about six or seven o'clock on Saturdays. And um, they bring in two or three bands. And they're from, they brought in two from Southern California one from Mississippi, a couple from North Carolina. I mean, they're incredible, incredible shows. And, and we they just live- do this just to just to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Fairmont, yep, West Virginia. I, I believe that the, it's through the county now. It used to be through the city, but it's through the county now. And Chris Sinelli has really rocked it. You know, rocked it out. You know, no pun intended. I mean, we had a great help from Mike Arbogast, Josh, uh, Josh Schwager. Um, just incredible. And so we would all kind of rotate depending on our availability. And who knows wants to work from 6 to midnight, 6 to 11 o'clock every Saturday. So we had a really good system of rotating. And so we would live stream it and we would record everything. And we would get, you know, a couple hundred views. You know, there, there was a band well, from Louisiana or the, the New Orleans. New yeah. Orleans. It was, uh, what kind of, sh- you guys did that one. That was the Ragtime band. That was, that was pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Ragtime's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. And I remember Seth telling me, he called me the next day. He said, yeah, they're from, you know, Louisiana or somewhere down south. And he said, yeah, the lead singer's girlfriend is watching from Louisiana. And they had people from Colorado watching. And it's just really cool to know that, one, people really care about what we do, but we're also sh- broadcasting. Yep. In the traditional sense, we're broadcasting good, talented musicians really wherever we can advertise. Well, you seem to have a little bit of that story going on where, you know, while some industries had a, a, an enormously difficult time through COVID, other people really flourished and kind of grew and, you know, maybe really started to catch a gear um, during that time. And it seems like that's been the case for you. What are some of the big projects? Like, what's the trophy room? You know, um, I know you've done a couple of big projects. I, I just really, you know, let's go real back back to the pandemic. Um, if it wasn't for the ban- pandemic, I, I don't think we would be sitting here. Because it really had to make me think, am I doing, one, it, I call it the great pause, right? You know, we're never going to have that, knock on wood, right? We're never going to have that situation where literally the whole world is on pause. And no one knows what the hell is going on. And there was probably th- three, four months. And still today, there's probably a, a great pause for some other people. But for me, it was specifically like three or four months. Like, wow, 
I'm caught up and there's nothing on the plate right now. No one's hiring. So I really had to meditate and think about where I want to go. What's the best for the business? Do I still want to be this one man band videographer just to do stuff just to get paid? Or can I, or can I really put this, you know, use a modern word pivot. (laughs) Yes. Pivot. (laughs) Yes. Pivot. Um, and that's what really started everything because you couldn't do the same things you were doing before the pandemic. Yeah. Everything changed. And, um, so the big projects that we, you know, live streaming, that's a whole other service that we wouldn't have, no one needed live streaming. And so we kind of jumped in and said, yeah, we're, we, we can do this. We learn, we learn the system. We learn, we learn the program and we can, all three of us can do it. All three of us can do it. And so just from that, you know, we did, we've done Palatine, we've done some, you know, um, Facebook lives for some hospitals. And so another big project because of the pandemic, um, we had to network a lot. And so we did West Virginia, um, stay fair. Oh, stay fair. You know, we shot a Nelly, we shot Nelly. Yeah. You oh, know, wow. the concert, which is really cool. We put together some really cool videos for the state fair and we have them for a client this year. And they also do something in the wintertime because of the pandemic, speaking of pivoting, they do Christmas at the fair. So they never, they didn't do this before the pandemic. So like the Ogilvy lights, they do something yep. very similar because they, the one, the 2020 fair was canceled. And so they said, okay, we need to find another way to make money. And so we went down and, you know, shot a couple videos for that. What are the big projects? Project Search? West Virginia Day. West Virginia, well, you did an awesome West Virginia Day video just, you know, for an agency. We had Joe Woods, shout out Joe Woods, Appalachian yep. Mercantile, made an original song to West Virginia Day. Um, we went all over the state shooting that one. So go on, I just want to touch back again about, you know, is the book better or is the, the movie better? You know, there's a process to everything. And, and for some people, you know, it, to, I don't want to ever knock the movie part of it because, you know, who can take Harry Potter from the text and put it into what it has become? You know, there's a, a process there, a creative process that's pretty incredible that, let's face it, not many people can do that. And, you know, what's the, the process like for you guys? Over the course of working with Anthony for a year... Um, we've developed a shooting style that really complements the other, um, which is cool. And we kind of just slid into it. We didn't have a lot of conflict when we first started shooting. I think Anthony already had a, a video resume, basically, and I could watch his videos. He'd give me reference videos a lot, and I see what he's shooting, so I know what to shoot for. And I think that just makes our coverage better. What makes time. yours unique, your style? What makes Sparks Productions unique? I think it really goes back to just listening, talking to the client. Um, because what we produce isn't ours. But is there something like the camera captures, like is there a special lens? What's the element in it that makes that, that the visual part of it? So, What I was taught is when you shoot something, um, let's just say a scene, you do a wide, medium, close-up. And I think we, we do a really good job of that um, with our events and our B-roll, is that all of the footage that we take, whether it's scripted or not, is we have variety. Um, we want to make sure that we get every angle that we can. Because when we do go back to edit, we have plenty. And Jeff yells at me all the time, we shoot too much B-roll. I'd rather have more than too little. Right. Yeah. Um, my, my problem is I do overshoot in certain situations, but I would rather have a variety mm-hmm. and have different 
angles and just a different feel to it. Well, and look, we're not limited to a reel. You know, no. you have a SD card. Why not take more than you need? It's and we have. I mean, we our kit is great. Our camera kits are great. Um, our gear is great, and so we have to use it to the best of our abilities. I mean, we have the prime lenses, the wide the, the wide lenses. We have gimbals. We have dr- drones. So we just get a variety of things um, because perception is reality, and we we want to show that perception as well as we can of that business or of that event or of that situation. Well, I'm going to come at you a little bit from the end user standpoint. For for me, for more. Uh, uh, definite layman on this while all the technical gadgetry and all that wizardry that you guys do is super cool on the other side i may not even know exactly what i want to tell a story about my business or myself and for me it seems probably difficult for you guys to sit down and have to try to extract that information from your clients because maybe it may, maybe i'm wrong maybe they like know exactly what they want but i would think if i was coming to this i probably don't know exactly what it is i want to do that's that's the trend um, and that's where Anthony keeps hammering home the importance of listening to the client with our approach. And you keep using the, uh, the analogy of the book and the movie. Either way, it's a story. And if you're going to tell that story, you have to know the whole thing. You have to have read the book. You have to have watched the movie. And the client has so many stories. You have to sit down and you have to figure out which one it is. And when you have a personal approach like Anthony does... He's a, he's a networker. He's a businessman. He was born for this. Um, he really was. I was born in a barn. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story right there. But what is the storyboarding process like, and how do you convey what you're, you know, how do you start to jive up your vision for what that other person wants, and how do you relay that to the, to the client to get them to understand where they're headed? For me, that's, that's, that's the most fun part of the process. That's the start of it. Anybody can roll up on a, on a um, shoot. And start shooting. Anybody can do that. We 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 all can do that. Um, but I think the most important part of it is the messaging. And it's it is a delicate situation um, with the entrepreneur, like the other business person or the marketing manager. Um, sometimes you know the client does have an idea. This is what I want. And, or sometimes they say, I have no idea. I just know I need something. And it's the same approach to us. We we bring them to the table, whether it's our table or, or theirs, and we just have a discussion. And that's we call it the, the discovery meeting because whether it takes 10 minutes or two hours, we both are discovering things that we didn't know prior to the meeting. You know, we just kind of, I go in there asking questions that I already know the answers to, but we might get different answers or the, the client might, say something that they didn't actually know or know that they need something. And once we can really break down wants and needs, that's where the real discovery is. A lo- some situations, a client says, this is what I want. I have the money for it. This is what I want. That's fine. You don't pay your bills. Your consumers do. And so you really have to break down needs and wants. That's interesting, yeah. And once we get there, we're, we're advertising to consumers. So it, you kind of walk this line with the other business person and say... So yeah, like, you know, Trent Cavalier, he's a hamster wheel engineer. He wants to sell hamster wheels. 
this is what I need, this is what I want, but what's the consumer want? Mm-hmm. You know, that sounds like such a fun project. Right <laughs> I want to make a video for that. And that's the fun part. It really is the creative part, giving it shape. That's where we get to be creative. Yeah, but it's interesting. Yeah. You know, what's the guy with the hamster want from his wheel? He wants to sell more hamster wheels. Yeah. What sets we- that hamster wheel apart, yeah, from the other hamster wheels. And so it's getting squeakier. to know these clients and, and not just the clients, but the product itself, the service itself. You know, and so it, it's it's fun. It's not cookie cutter at all. And every client is different. And uh, it's sometimes it, it is exhausting. Um, but at the end of the day, they're getting a product that's only theirs. No one on the earth has a product that, you know, prior to us creating this. It's only theirs. That's fantastic. I really like how you said discovery because sometimes people actually discovery not just between the two of you discovering things about each other, but the client discovering things about themselves that they didn't really know going into the process. Yeah, the, when you're in the middle of it, when you're in the middle of your business, you can't see 360 That's degrees. Right. And you bring us in, and you mention something, and we're kind of getting the full picture here of you in it. Um, and then you might bring up a detail that is mundane to you because it's just been so obvious, but then we see it and we're like, no, we need to focus on this. We need mm-hmm. to tell this part of the story. Everyone's got a story, whether you know it or not. And it's really our job to tell the right one. That's perfect. Absolutely. What does Seth have to say about that? Seth, introduce yourself, buddy. Hi, guys. My name is Seth Nardo. Nice to have me on the uh, podcast today. How you doing? It's good Good to see you again. It's been a while since we've been together. Last time we shot, we were doing the... Uh, Ascend the West Ascend, Virginia. The Ascend West Virginia with yeah. Paris Winfrey, yeah. Yeah, that was a fun shoot. It was a fun shoot. We were at Cooper's Rocks. We had Zex uh, Mobile Studio out that day, which was really <laughs> awesome. Some pretzels. Yeah, yeah we had pretzels. That's right. We rocked out with a Philly pretzel guy. And, and we know. got to go on a hike afterwards, too. That's Perfect. Exactly In the rain, right? I think you guys oh, yeah. came back they drenched. drenched. So what's your uh, creative process here? What do you do? Uh, my creative process is uh, a plethora of different things, whether it be photo, video, editing, um, color corrections, all types of different things. And honestly, I love it all. There's not a day that goes by. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? I, I know it's going to be a good day. So every time I wake up, I'm like, okay, time to get the day started, time to get the day rolling and figure out what creative thing I have to do next. So, Seth, you're here at WVU, and you're studying... Electronic media and photography. Electronic, well, that makes so sense. And so, you, what, are you uh, interning over here? Is that what you're doing? Correct, yes. That's fantastic, man. That's yeah, if I kind of fit in like a puzzle piece, because I realized, like, with my major, this is what I was wanting to get into. I just really didn't know how to fall into place with it. You're in with a solid guy here. There's no yes. doubt about that. I'm quite lucky. When, when he first uh, started, even with Jeff, you know, I think that's kind of how... The process, you know, how we work so well together. I don't want to change who you are or how you shoot or your creative style. Yeah, you don't want three Anthony's here. No, God, I really <laughs> <see> <laughs> one. <laughs> but I, I want to make sure I find out what you're best at, and I want to find out what you don't want to do. And so I don't want to, you know, I want to stifle that. You do whatever you want to do, and then I can figure out, you know, this is what I think should be you should be focusing on. You can edit. Uh, Yes. And so with Seth, we just, we needed somebody. We just needed an extra pair of hands of Palantine Mm -hmm. back in June. And he was referred to us and he hasn't left our doorstep since. And it's been great. And so I'm figuring out what Seth wants to do and what Jeff wants to do. And we kind of say, all right, we're going to do this. I know Jeff doesn't really care to do photos. That's perfectly fine. Seth loves photos. 
And so I'm going to start bringing him on headshot, you know, those real estate shoots, headshot shoots. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he's kind of just fit right in, you know, uh, to all three of us. We just kind of jumped off the cliff and... So you're actually is. getting a chance to do some of the creative content work on you're not just coming in and just doing the grunt work, evidently. Yeah, exactly. Anthony is really good at pointing you into a direction that That's you fan. may not have known that you would have been good in, and then eventually you begin to love it. Right on. Cool. I, st- I still will slap both of you in the back of the head if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll do it to me too, which is yeah. good. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, we all build off of each other. We all learn. And at the end of the day, I feel like if you're not learning, then what are you doing? And you're proud of your work at the end of the yeah, day, man. Exactly. That's that's great. And you all got kind of chipped in and made it happen together. It's great. Where do you see this going in the future? Not not your work, but video work. You know, if you look, you know, look back when you were a kid, you carried around a camcorder on your shoulder, and you know, you always kind of a little bit grainy. Do you think that we're going to look back in ten years from now and think that our 4K is grainy? And you know, what were we thinking right then? Taking a style that that way. Well, I, I think it's all a part of the journey. Um, you know, I don't regret anything um, of my life. And I don't think I don't think any regrets. I'm just thinking, how do you see it evolving? The industry or us? The industry. I think it's going to get quicker. Yeah. Um, I really do. And everybody asks us about TikTok. We don't, none of us even have a TikTok. We don't create TikTok videos. And so, I mean, we probably should. Um, but it's one of these things where, Things are going to get quicker. And people's attention spans are really getting smaller. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like we're below goldfish at this point. <laughs> we're very, yeah, we're competing with goldfish what, by almost two seconds, which is bananas to even think about. So I, I, I don't know, but we're along for the ride. How about that? Yeah, right on. Very well. Fair enough. So Coke's commercials is going to be drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it used to be three minutes long. Now you have to shorten it down to at least 10 seconds and it has yeah. to be visually appealing. Yeah, and we, we battle with that every day. Um, do, do we want to make long-form things? Absolutely. But we have, to do, we have to do what's best for the consumer. We have to know what the consumer is going to want. And anymore, it is quicker and quicker. Because when I started, when I was their age, you know, three minutes, four minutes, yeah, that's perfect for a branding video. Three to five minutes. But that's got to hit a point of negative turns at some point. I mean, you can only get so limited. I mean, like a nanosecond is not enough to give you any kind of information. So we've seen a, in content creation, look at this podcast that we're doing right now. We've gone in many ways back towards a more long format style in, in many things already in newscasting. Like one of the worst things for the world is this, you know, 30 second soundbite news stuff that we got where I just mm-hmm. try to make you look as bad as possible. You try to make me look bad. No context. Yeah. yeah. No context at all. And mm-hmm. we see this resurgence. So do you think that might start to spin out and, and do you drive, do you have some responsibility in the way that market heads? Yeah. So I was just, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine. By the way, uh, Lee Schaefer helped me make this table. Shout out to Lee. Beautiful, um, beautiful table. I uh, was over at, at his house um, hanging out with his family last week, and that's what we were talking about this. You know, we, we have a, a large responsibility um, in the things we make. Um, you know, there's integrity. Almost like journalists, not like that. But, yes, we do, we do have a re- set of responsibilities in the work we do. Um, we have to do what's best for the client, but also make sure we don't badmouth anybody else. You know, it's like freedom of speech. You know, we can say whatever we want as long as we don't offend another person. And I use the actual <sighs> word of right. offend. Yeah, right. You know, I don't mean my feelings, but actual slander. Actual, yeah, yeah so, just because you can doesn't mean you should all exactly. the time. You can say it, but should you say it? Exactly. So, yes, I think the industry, especially in commercial advertising, um, 
it's, it is changing, but also, you know, people are listening to us. You know, radio was dead 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and now people are listening. So I think it depends on how people consume mm-hmm. content. You know, this is content. Um, I mean, I see magazines being a big thing in 10 more years. I feel like in 20 years, they're going to reopen malls and say, <laughs> yeah, right. we're just going to recycle what this idea was for decades and decades, and it's going to be cool again. Yep. So it just really depends on what's going on and what society is craving and what wants and what needs to be trending. It's it's interesting. But for us, we need to be hyper aware of what is going on and what people are consuming and why people are consuming it. And able to conform or maybe move that direction. Maybe conform is not the right word, but to, to move into that space when mm-hmm. it's available. Yeah, and, and these some of these technological advances, you know, are really interesting and in knowing the history behind certain terminology that we use in advertising. So podcast, the reason why they named it a podcast is because you can only listen to it on an iPod. Huh. So that's why podcast is named a podcast. You couldn't find anything. You couldn't find podcasts or radio shows outside of an iPod that was online. So, th- and so understanding some of these things and some of the history behind it is really important because it's going to come back full circle. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Hopefully, we're going to help you get noticed a little bit here today, too. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a blast working with you guys the last, what, year? Since yeah. last March? Yeah. Yeah. You know, coming on set with you guys. And, and, you know, was it Hannah from Clay Creations, Nick Lambie, Z Bartz? Where else did we go? Gritstone, Matt from Gritstone. Gritstone, yeah. Jeff. We're at the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a lot of fun yeah. just kind of getting, getting to know our community. I mean, I know this is why you want to do this is just – to understand what our community offers and the really cool, talented people, you know, that are surround us. Award-winning people. You inevitably meet cool people. You're cool yourself. Yeah, you know, that's, right, that's right. <laughs> Award-winning. <laughs> but, Anthony, I do want to thank you from, from Zach and myself for your, you know, your desire and your willingness to come on board and actually just jump on. You know, when we started this podcast, you know, um, there were several different reasons behind it. I won't go into that, but you know, you readily stepped up and volunteered to come in and really bring the value add and come in and do the videography for some of these clients. It, and it was all pro bono. It's, it's still all pro bono on our side. You know, we just do this. And, um, and I, I think there's some value in it. You know, Zach and I's idea up front was to bring value up front. You brought that value in just the same way. And I think there's, you know, there's a lot of cross compatibility there. And I want to thank you for that and all you do for those types of things as well. Absolutely. And I mean, what we do, regardless if we get paid to do it or not, is to add value to our clients and add value to our community. Because if you don't know, I mean, take this literally from Hannah's podcast. I still remember what you said. Uh, You said to Hannah, if you can't do your art, if you can't get paid to do your art, you you cannot do your art for other people. That's right. And You're so depriving the, them. You are depriving them. Yeah. That's the word you used. And so if we can just take, you know, two hours of our time a month or so to help show people how great our community is, we're going to do it. But not everybody gets that in business, Anthony. And it is important to just go ahead and spotlight this because not every, most people are in business are, what can I get? What is my ROI, right? What's my return on investment? That's, that's their only thing. And the, the, the opposite of that is, what value am I bringing to the table? And um, I think it's a much better way to operate, personally. 
no matter if it's a huge budget project or pro bono or we lose money, we're going to approach it the same. Yeah. 100% the same. Um, will we be m- hyper aware on some of these larger projects? Yeah. But we're going to treat you the same whether you're giving us a big fat check or we're kind of just highlighting somebody in the community. And I think we want to keep that. We want to keep that same mentality, you know, years and years into this company. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys continue to grow and also uh, future projects we're going to do together. Same here. Yeah.